0: On this episode of the Ask Mike Reinold Show, we talk about systems for assessments for new grads, repetitive lumbar strains in athletes, and strengthening the shoulder in multidirectional instability in weightlifters. The Ask Mike Reinald Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 10 of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. Big episode. Big episode this week, right?
1: Right. Absolutely.
0: Gave his pump. Big episode this week. In addition to the, uh, the, the always present, uh, magnificent Lenny McCrina, <laughs> I need a better introduction it's for so you. <laughs> uh, magnificent? That's not something you really usually say about somebody.
2: I am pretty magnificent.
0: <laughs> Quite magnificent. So, in addition to Lenny McCrina, the director of PT here at Champion PT Performance, and the Gabonator, who's always, always here styling from the College of Armstrong's of the Carolinas. So he's here now. I don't
1: know if I would be Carolina, (laughs) even with Georgia.
0: It's Georgia, right? Yeah, it's Georgia. I can't even get the state down. So (laughs) Gabe Morgan, PT student from from Armstrong um, in Georgia. Gabe, I'm gonna, I'm yeah, Gabe. <laughs> Ten
1: episodes in, we're so good Gabe, I'm gonna
0: get that right. But more importantly, get a new guest on the uh, the episode today. Uh, Dave Tilley, new PT here at Champion PT and Performance. Um, Dave is um, is uh, a stud that we're bringing in here at Champion. We're real excited to have here. Uh, has a real strong niche or niche? niche niche niche. He's a niche guy. If you listen to our past episodes, niche. Yeah. But uh, he's got a real strong niche in gymnastics. Obviously, he's got a background himself, but um, has a bunch of clients that are, uh, you know, pretty high-level gymnastics athletes. Um, you know, and it's really, it's really good to bring somebody like Dave in here with Lenny and I um, because not only does he, he complement what we do and has a similar like kind of style of manual therapy and, and movement kind of put together, uh, but also you know he's you know he's he's got a lot to teach Lenny and I as well. So we look forward to working with Dave. So Dave, um, welcome, buddy. Nice. Len, what's going on with you? You good?
2: I'm good. All is good. Just uh, ready to get through this episode 10. 10 which is
0: double digits. Whoa. Yeah, I guess if we made it this far, that's pretty good. And we did, like, right before we started recording, we said, let's keep these under 10 minutes, and then we just babbled for three. So sorry about that. So so perfect. (laughs) So We'll well, we'll see you on the next episode. All right, Gameinator, shoot away. What do we got today?
1: All right, we got our first one by Nathan from Australia. As a newly graduated physiotherapist, what is the most helpful system to assess and treat patients that you have found? For example, is an orthopedic pain-chasing approach effective, or would you recommend a more movement-based system like the SFMA, which is difficult for a new graduate to apply and treat due to inexperience?
0: all right good question i like that i see nathan from down under you you bias that question a little bit i think with uh with your pain chasing approach comment but um I, so the first thing i think i'll say and i think maybe we'll even open it up for dave because um dave's a little fresher out of school than we are and you can talk about his experience real quick uh, but i would say for me is um i'm not a big subscriber to a system i like to subscribe to many systems and take what i do and i don't like from those systems so um i've said this a bunch. You know, my good friend, Ken Crenshaw with the Diamondbacks kind of, you know, is, you know, the, the guy that says this the most, but, you know, I'm, I'm happily a mutt, you know, where we put together a bunch of different systems and strategies that work well for us and we put it together. So um, I do think as a new grad, it's not a bad idea to, to necessarily start with a system or so, but I'm not a big fan of selling your soul to one system. So Dave, why don't you, why don't you share your experience?
1: Yeah. Uh, I definitely agree with that. I mean, at a school, the first month is like deer in headlights anyways. So it's kind of hard to just getting your feet wet, kind of. Um, But I found quickly that I didn't have a good system to approach it. You know, I was kind of like picking from different parts of grad school, and I personally found the SFMA only because it was what I thought was the most, I guess, interesting to me. But I took the SFMA approach as like my main network, but then like you said, I quickly expanded to many other systems I was looking at, stuff from uh, McKinsey and PRI and some other things with the pain science category, and all that came together for like, what can I use in this moment to best treat my patient in front of me you know so like framework of sfma but then at the same time i'm still very much an advocate for knowing how to do an individualized like how do you just look at an elbow how do you look at a shoulder because if you get down to the sfma and you're down at like okay tissue extensibility dysfunction of the shoulder and you don't have anything to go past that, Well,
0: how does the person get better? Well said, too, because I'm actually starting to see some new grads and some students, not Gabe, he's awesome, but some students come through here that um, have kind of already pre-sold themselves on one system, and they think that's all that's out there. Yeah. And then they don't know how to treat an elbow, like Dave said. You know, They, they don't know how to treat a joint. So um, you kind of mentioned, do you chase pain or do you do movement? Um, I, I think you still need to come up with a diagnosis. I still think you need to understand you know, the pain concept here. I wouldn't just Get rid of that and just go one other approach. I think you gotta you know put the two together. But um, Len, if you were a new grad, what would you suggest uh, they start with?
2: Yeah, I think what uh, Dave has talked about is a is a good starting point. Is to just expose yourself to some advanced therapists, you know, some veteran therapists who have dabbled and picked their brains and just observe them, and then go experience a course. It's not cheap, unfortunately, so you got to weigh that as well. So do your research, but I think. Having, we're movement specialists, so you really want to consider um, a course that's going to let you dive into movement. And I think the SFMA, again, I may be biased because I seem to be all in with that course, that philosophy, seems to be a good way to, to tease out mobility versus stability issues and, and how to attempt to figure out um, which one it is. And then you can dive a little deeper into the tissue and use some other courses that are out there to figure out how to get that tissue more mobile, whether it's joint capsule, whether it's soft tissue, uh, whatever, or, um, so I think that's a, a good starting point, is SMA, if I had to really, you know, I, I, I should be, uh, I guess I should get some cash from the SMA people, because <laughs> <laughs> we seem to always yeah, <laughs> team SMA, but I think it's a good starting point, it's, it's a simplistic approach, um, and I, I like that, because I, don't want to complicate
0: my life anymore so so i think in summary let me starting with the sfmas is is actually good i think we all i think we would all recommend that um but i again i wouldn't say you know you got to do one system and i wouldn't ignore you know chasing pain that concept there you have to understand the pain you know and and when you put that together with movement science i think that's that's you know where you, you get the biggest bang for your buck so nice gabe
1: all right richard from brooklyn asks what is your strategy for treatment for repetitive lumbar strain of the athlete?
0: Repetitive lumbar strain of the athlete. So I can't think of a better question on the first episode for Dr. David <laughs> Tilley here. Uh, so again, Dave, you know, you're the gymnastics guy, right? I mean, yeah. repetitive lumbar strain, that sounds like everybody I've seen you work with here so far in Champion. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, what do you think? What's your strategy for repetitive lumbar strains?
1: Yeah, that's a good segue question kind of from the SFMA <clears throat> one too, as we were good talking good about point. yesterday. Is, so definitely like gymnastics the biggest kind of plague injury we have is like spondy fractures extension based fractures along with a spectrum from muscular strains all the way through facet irritation but like you gotta kind of realize like what is causing that repetitive strain right from the SFMA like yes I'm worried about joint capsule is there a fracture do we need to brace this person symptomatic wise but there's a reason that hinge point is created, right? L4, L5 is getting that much pressure because there's something missing above and below. So I would say personally, I mean, obviously I treat the site of low back pain to try to get their symptoms down. But first visit, I'm more worried about like, how did you get to me with a year of back pain that finally, why are you in so much pain? And usually with gymnasts, um, there can be some thoracic extension rotation limitations. There can be a lot of soft tissue limitations in their lat teres kind of uh, the ability to get to the hyperflexion range of motion is big. And then many of them have extreme amounts of passive hip mobility from their lax in their hip capsule, but they don't have active glute control to 40 degrees of hip extension, which they need in an abnormal sport like that. So, you know, I use the percentage rules. If you're missing 10% in your T-spine, 10% in your shoulders, 10% in your hips, well, that's 30% more that four or five has to do, and that's how they...
0: It, fracture and while that's very gymnastic specifics i think that's the exact same comment that i think we'd say for every athlete yeah. i just you know just to get that across and you know it's 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 i think that's the same thing if, if you're having repetitive lumbar strains you, you've you're missing something
1: yeah and that know? goes for flexion-based issues too with a lot of people who are lifting or deadlifting or regular fitness clientele like right no hips and you have terrible shoulder mobility like you're probably going to tweak your back off and up
0: Right. And if it's repetitive again you're you you're missing something.
1: Yeah, <laughs> typically it typically comes down to an overuse injury. <laughs> right. when, when it all is said and done. Yeah. They yeah.
0: Just,
2: they're just pounding away like baseball, like gymnastics, like all other sports. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like there's never a rest time and they're just quite fatigued, you know, and right.
1: just pushing it. Yeah. And then who knows what happens yeah. after that. Yeah. Load exposure and rest, man. Like where are your rest days? You're training six days a week all doing back stuff.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah? Sounds good. Nice. All right. Two down, Gabe.
1: All right. Last one comes from David from Michigan. David from Michigan. (laughs) Gabe asks, (laughs) How can you strengthen the shoulder if you have multidirectional instability? As a weightlifter for decades, it is getting harder to perform certain lifts. I have done throwers' ten and other rehab exercises. Even though I understand my limitations, I would like to lift within those limits without discomfort.
0: I just want to take a second to say I think Gabe's ability to really drive home the passion behind some of these questions (laughs) has really... I
2: I I feel like Dave... Is sitting there reading the question. Yeah,
0: to us. seriously, like, it's Dave, it's Dave is Dave. in the room with us. That was <laughs> unbelievable, man. I feel inspired. What on earth was the question again? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he. So how do you strengthen the shoulder with MDI? So Dave, you're a weight, you're a weightlifter, and you have shoulder pain um, from multidirectional instability in that. Well, I mean, heck, I don't know, Len. You wanna, you wanna answer this one? You know, and start with, you know, you, you got a, you get a loose shoulder. How right. do you strengthen so it? If
2: you do have a loose shoulder, then you tried strengthening it, I'm going to say we got to try to hit a different avenue. So what's going on, Um, how loose is your shoulder, have you had previous injuries, Um, if you're truly MDI, you've had this repetitive uh, mobility issue where you're too lax and you're putting a ton of stress through it, so if you have any other structural issues, which is fine, a lot of people have that. And if this throw is 10 type protocol is not working, if you want to think of it that way, then maybe you have a, some kind of mo- underlying mobility issue due to a soft tissue issue, if that makes sense. So, you, your of kinematics in your joint may be off for some reason. There's an overcompensation, there's an overstabilization process that's trying to occur because the joint is so loose that other muscles are taking over. What's going on with your lats, your upper traps? Uh, those are oftentimes areas that we tend to look at and we see that there's dysfunction because they're like holding on to daily life because your cuff. Is inadequate. So those would be some things I'd look at, and then also your lifting technique as well. What's going on with that? And, you know, if you were here, we'd want to look at all that stuff and see are you lifting properly. What we would do in SFMA, looking, talk about previous, um, you know, uh, assessments we would do, and look at your mobility issues, other way, in other areas, thoracic spine, lumbar spine, and see if there's a compensatory pattern going on with that. So. Um, I don't know if that's a good starting point from my situation. you guys have any?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think the only other thing I would add, personally, is that um, I see a lot of times in weightlifters that essentially it's an imbalance You know, you, your big muscles just get really strong and really big and your little muscles like your rotator cuff even though you think you're working them you're not working them nearly as efficiently as you could so there's still an imbalance between the big guys and the little guys and, and that's I guess that's just one thing I mean doing the exercises doesn't mean you're necessarily doing them well or at the right frequency or volume that type of thing you know doing you know TheraBand and then you know bench pressing every day I don't know if that's necessarily the what what is the best thing for you so I, would, I i would say i still wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if there was a bit of an imbalance there so you know again that's why you know detailed assessment works so i think i said atheropinematics that's <coughs> a, that, a that, my bostonian that's a big uh, yeah that's a good word for you i like that <laughs> awesome all right well episode 10 in the books i like it good work everybody uh, welcome dave tilly I think he did well, right? That was a great... I, he dominated he the episode. He off with a
2: round back handspring. That's on right. The floor. <laughs> on the floor.
0: Yeah, please don't do that. Uh, <laughs> Take uh, that every gender slaps it when they come They're like, who is this Well said. I well did gymnastics
2: said. for a day when I was like eight years old. Okay. <laughs> I haven't broken my
0: nose yet. Yeah. Well... Thanks everybody. Episode 10 in the book. So remember, keep asking some questions. Go to micround.com slash podcast. Ask us some questions on Twitter. But more importantly, we need some we need some reviews on iTunes. That's like a big thing for a new uh, a new podcast. So leave us some reviews, give us a rating on iTunes that really kind of helps with uh with you know getting the word out for the show. So if you do that, we'd really appreciate it. And we'll see you guys on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast.